You're listening to Midweek Starters. I'm Will Scarper, joined by Dallas Hassan, Shane Waller, and Turner Ennis. A lot going on this week, coming off of Christmas and New Year's. We've had all of our bowl games. We've had uh, horse showing for the SEC. And <laughs> an incident with Antonio Brown that obviously bears discussing. But we'll start off with our playoff games, our college football playoff games. And... We'll send it to the Alabama man himself. Turner, how are you feeling watching Alabama dominate Cincinnati but never really look like they were? I don't know. That was the weirdest domination of a team I've seen in a while. Yeah, I mean, I think it was a little bit twofold for me. I kind of wanted to beat Cincinnati like 55 to nothing. I feel like we maybe could have done that, but I think – the strength of their team was their secondary and cornerbacks were still seem to be figuring out what the passing offense looks like without Mechie. And we were obviously better than them in the like offensive line versus defensive line. So in the trenches. Um, so I think Saban basically said, unless I have to, I'm going to line up and run the ball at you and show the most vanilla offense I can possibly show and just kind of control the game and win. I was very impressed by the defense. I thought the defense probably had their second or third best game of the year. So hopefully that maintains. We were starting essentially our third and fourth string quarters uh, by the midway through the first quarter. Job's already out for the year. Uh, Armour Davis tried to go with his hip injury and was not able to. So um, they basically pulled him and put Kyrie Jackson in. Um, but I thought overall the secondary looked good. How, mu- how much of that is attributable to the fact that they didn't really have a lot of time to pass because our defensive line also outmatched their offensive line. We'll probably find out next week. So, um. Overall, my opinion on the game is Saban basically said, we're physically better than you. We're not going to do anything above what we have to do to basically get through this game and get ready for the national championship. I think that's probably a pretty fair assessment. What does this say for expanding the playoff? I mean, because a lot of people are saying, oh, Michigan and Cincinnati got dominated, respectively. So, you know, we need to expand the playoff. Who else would we have put in? I mean, who would have gone in and done better? I mean, nobody. I mean, I think we we had a pretty cut and dry top top uh, four this year. I mean, based off what they did in the ball game, I mean, the only argument is probably Ohio State, but at the same time, like they got beat handily by Michigan right at the end of the season. So, I mean, I mean, you could say maybe they had a bad game and, like, the way they match up with a couple teams in the playoffs, uh, like, particularly they're so strong in the passing game in Georgia is, like, has shown that their weakness is their secondary. Like, that'd be a more maybe interesting matchup. But, I mean, I don't – I think from the way the season fell, I mean, I think you had the four most deserving teams in. And someone actually pointed out to me – talking about the playoffs, I thought this was pretty interesting. If you look at the two games, 
Michigan-Cincinnati would probably actually have been a very close game. Like, if you look at how the two games panned out. So, if you had done an Alabama versus Georgia and a Michigan versus Cincinnati, you probably would have gotten two really good playoff games. And then a blowout national championship. Yeah, and then, yeah, and then someone gets demolished in the national championship. But... I'm actually shocked that they ranked the teams out the way they did for that reason. I thought that they would not have wanted an all-SEC national championship just for ratings, viewership around the country, that sort of thing. I think they did it. I, I think they did it for that reason. I really think that at the end of the day, they knew that if there was a rematch, there's a real possibility that Georgia actually shows up. Because I think everybody has said there hasn't been an, an analysis that like really tells me that Georgia isn't set to play better in the national championship than they did in the SEC championship. So I think that's why they did it for the for the thought that that's kind of where they were going to head anyway. I think they like no one wants to see that like immediate turnaround and play each other again either. Like True. that's not interesting for a lot of people. I mean, like, that's literally the last game each of them played. They take their three and a half weeks off and they play again. Like, that's not interesting to the majority of the public. I think they wanted, like, that, like, earn it game for where they both essentially had to earn the rematch. So, the funniest thing in retrospect of the playoff games was that you have Michigan facing an all-time run defense, and absolutely, like, the, the strength of Georgia's entire football program this year is probably their run defense. And Michigan shows up wearing shirts that say, run the ball. I just, in the way the game panned out, in retrospect, I find that hilarious. I mean, I think it speaks to how bad a matchup the game was for Michigan. Like, now I expected their defense to play better, but offensively, like, you could not, just like if you had basically built a team that was like, hey, go beat Georgia, you would have said a pass-happy offense that was getting all their yards through the air, which is how Alabama beat them. If you had built a team that said, hey, I want to build a team that Georgia can stop easily, like, build me a physical, like, run game-based, run heavy offense within – average college quarterback to below average college quarterback. And the fact that like Michigan thought they were going to run the ball and win the game, like told me all I needed to know before kickoff. Yeah. And that's what surprised me with not necessarily from a player standpoint, from a coaching standpoint, I expected Harbaugh to know better. Like I, I expect I don't get me wrong. With what you're working with, I understand that there's gonna be a limited amount of things you're gonna do with Michigan's passing game. I mean, you've gotta know yourself well enough, in my opinion, to say this isn't our strength, but damn it, we've gotta we've gotta throw the damn ball against this team. I think also it just kinda proves point center made. Like a below average quarterback on this stage. Obviously, Harbaugh didn't have enough faith to put any trust in that side. I mean, 
I think overall this will help Michigan get back again and maybe win a game. But I think this year's Michigan team just wasn't the team to come in to a a Georgia team that has dominated defensively all year long and and win. I think that is why at the end of the day they just went with what they knew their strength How? was, even though it's also Georgia's defensive strength. How much of Michigan is coming back? Do we know? I know. I know they're I'm not losing. Sure. I know they're losing their edge rusher. Um, but it's just a, a very interesting quarterback entered the transfer portal today. Kind of on unchanged train of thought of Michigan is clearly got a good program right now, but they just aren't having some pieces they need to win those types of games where you need to be versatile. I don't think, and I mean, can where fact do we check think, me. Where do we but think I don't, he's going? I don't. I have no idea. He also didn't rule out staying at Oklahoma. Now, I mean, if you enter the transfer portal, if you and you were already Mister Oklahoma, I think it would be absolutely wild if he stayed at Oklahoma. Like, I agree would, with you. I'm just be a hell of an nil deal. I'm just putting out putting that out although i don't think nil deals can occur before the player makes it to school i think they have to go to school first sure they can't i'm just telling you what i'm pretty sure the rule is oh i'm i'm sure that's what the rule is but i mean i i i I I get what you're saying i'm just but yes w w h d what would you do (laughs) <laughs> Look, I, I think that uh, he might be a good fit up there. I think he, I think a quarterback like that, if he doesn't follow Lincoln, he's got to go to one of these teams that seems like they're a player off. I also think that if he was following Lincoln, I don't think he would have played I think he would have already he would have entered the portal the day Lincoln Riley left. Personal opinion. I could be wrong. I don't think he's following Lincoln. I just hear this take out. Okay. Uh-oh. <laughs> Georgia. What did everyone say after Bama beat him in the SEC? They're a quarterback away. They're, they've got a bet. They've got better all the way around team. They're a quarterback away. How damn good would Georgia's team be this year if they had Williams instead of a guy who's played very, very well? Not taking anything away, like very much overachieved his potential in college. But how good would that team be if they had a dynamic five star? Quarterback. I think they would be just as good as they are right now because if we know anything about Kirby, he would have benched Caleb Williams and continued starting Stetson Bennett. <laughs> good point about Kirby's. Wow. Not that we have like history to reference for this point or anything. 
I mean, realistically, I'm just I, if he ends up not following Lincoln, I think you're right. Georgia would be a good option, but otherwise, like I don't really know where else he would go. So, Georgia was my like wild card take that Wills took. So, so I'll throw another one out there. Ole Miss. So, I've been thinking about that all day since it was announced that he was entering the portal. And God, I hope not. <laughs> but knowing Kiffin, I'm sure they've already talked. Oh, wait. Question. Answer. Answer. What? Jinx, what you owe me a Coke. Thank you. What year in high school is Arch Manning? He is a junior. He's a 2023 recruit. Yes. Or he's a sophomore. No, 2023. So, like, the, the people who signed right now are 2022 recruits because they technically come in. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Then he is, and, yeah, he's a junior. Yeah. So, so he will be, he signing, will be yeah. signing next, next year. year. Yep. Yes, okay. I'm sorry. My bad. So, theoretically, if Kiffin gets what he wants and gets him to Ole Miss, when he's recruiting him, he's going to have to say you're going to be sitting two years behind Williams. No, because no, Williams comes in. This year as a sophomore. Next year's year Arch Banning's senior is Arch Banning senior year. Caleb Williams is a true junior. He goes pro after his true junior year, and Arch comes right in as a true freshman starter. One year he sits. One year. No, he, he doesn't he, have he, to. He, he may. No, no. He could, but he Caleb could is a, one year. Caleb is a true freshman. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you're right. Caleb yeah, he, is a true freshman. Next year is yeah. his true sophomore year. Yeah. Yes. So he sits he one still year. has two years. Yes. He could redshirt him one year. Yes, you could red you can redshirt Arch one year. Yeah. And still have, uh, yeah. Then yeah, then yes, Ole Miss. You cannot redshirt Caleb at this point, obviously. Right. So so yes, then I Those agree. Ole Miss would be a great take and it would not be a recruiting problem for him to have a clear starter there. I also understand the family dynamics. And I understand that everyone thinks he's going to go to Ole Miss. He, I don't think he is. I, I don't think but, he is, but I think he, everybody really wants him to. But Lane cannot set up his team 100% dependent on getting Arch Manning. And if he does, he's an idiot. Yeah, I, I think that I think from a from a recruiting standpoint on Arch, like, yes, everybody would want him to go there. And everyone in Mississippi obviously wants him to go there, given the family dynamic. But like, there's been a lot arch, of inner tubing with Coach Saban. If you're if you're Arch Manning, I think you got to pick another place. He, like, I don't mean this rudely, but he doesn't. Arch is if he's as good as everybody thinks he is, he's going to be able to be successful in whatever offense he's in. But he doesn't really fit what Kiffin wants to do. Kiffin needs a dual-threat quarterback. And I know they say Arch is athletic, but let's be honest, he looks like he's playing junior high teams in his high school film because he's playing in, like, lower-tier Louisiana private schools, and he's a five-star recruit. He's, like, six inches taller than everybody else on the other side of the field. So yeah, it's like LeBron's film. Yeah, it's like 
LeBron playing against a 1A high school from Mississippi. Like, he's so much better that, yeah, he looks athletic. But, like, when you put him on the field with a bunch of SEC caliber players, I think he's going to be a lot more of a pocket passer. And I think you have to go to a team that can be successful with a pocket passer. I also agree with Dallas that Mississippi State would seem to fit that mold. I don't know that the Mannings and the Leeches are exactly going to sing Kumbaya, though. But I'm not. I'm. I. I think there would be rioting in the street if Arch Manning committed to Mississippi State. They would come and burn Starkville, like it would be over. That'd be hilarious. I mean, and it would be the greatest moment in history. But I just. I don't. I don't see it happening. I mean, Peyton went to Tennessee. Yeah, but Peyton went to Tennessee at a time that Ole Miss was going on probation. Like, you have to keep that in mind. You have to remember the circumstances as to why Peyton didn't go to Ole Miss. Also, don't forget, Cooper couldn't play football anymore. Hey, look, that's not what they said on the SEC Network, their history of college football on Saturdays in the South. They said that Peyton felt very at home at Tennessee, so I don't know what you're referencing, Shane. And he probably did feel very at home at Tennessee, but also Ole Miss was going on probation and his brother couldn't play football anymore. Like, those are also very true facts. <laughs> I mean, the Mannings have said, like, Arch's recruitment is going to be a business decision. I'm not saying he winds up at Alabama, but I think they he he goes to the place that they think puts him in the NFL in three years. Is my personal opinion. It, I mean, it also seems like there that Cooper is trying to take the Archie approach and kind of let his child make the decision for himself and not force a decision on him, and kind of guide him in a direction, but not say you have to go. So, you have to go to this place, and I think that's going to be another big factor as to why he probably doesn't end up in Oxford. Not saying, though, that if he did, I don't think that that would necessarily hurt his NFL prospect either. I'm not, you know. I know a homegrown Louisiana coach that would love to have him come to visit uh, Louisiana State University. With his family. With his, join, his, join his LSU family. Family. <laughs> a good Southern gentleman down there. Good Southern gentleman from freaking Queens or wherever he came from. Boston. Boston, close enough. Um, Mass hole. You know, I, 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 it'll just gonna be interesting. I also don't think we're going. We're he's gonna truly be like. I feel like he's gonna be that la, that that old school pull the hat. Like at this point, it's just so, so Jackson State. Jackson State. Hey man, that was a that was something. That was okay. something. So we've we've had fun with recruiting. Um oh motion to refer to Brent Venable as Brent Vulnerable from now on out since he's loses players left and right. It's you know, Mr. Stop the Bleeding. I second that. And and more importantly, I can pronounce vulnerable. Yeah, that's one of those names y'all should have given me to try to pronounce. 
I can't I even mean, imagine what the hell I would have said. I mean, I butchered it pretty good myself. I mean... We'll see. <laughs> this not looking good and old Norman. SEC, baby. SEC. They're, getting ready, they're getting ready to come lose some more bowl games for the SEC. <laughs> okay. Since we're making that, that quick little transition there, I, I do think that uh, it is worth noting that my, my point a few weeks ago that I don't think ever actually aired the rant that I had about about games and conferences is that if you want to be successful, you need to prepare to play the SEC, uh, which also stands true for Oklahoma at the moment. So clearly there's a lot of teams out there that have been preparing to do just that. Also, it doesn't help when like half your team gets COVID going into the game. <laughs> Throwing that out there too. <laughs> I don't then think you just it's cancel. Everybody wants to like jump on the SEC this year. But I would like to make a brief defense of all the teams that lost. They didn't give a shit. We had more teams get into bowl games than ever before. Like teams that should have never made bowl games from the SEC somehow made them this year just because of the way the numbers fell out. Thank you, Vanderbilt. like, like, Like wins and losses against each other. Vanderbilt losing to literally everybody allowed so many teams that would have been a game off get into a bowl game that shouldn't have. And the teams that got in, like, let's look at our motivation. Florida, complete dumpster fire. No coach. Sucked. Sucked so bad. The, like, entire second half of the season, lost. Auburn. No quarterback. Also kind of a dumpster fire second half of the season. Didn't want to be there. Didn't have the people to play. Lost. Mississippi State, I'll shit on us. We at, with that many people out, there was just there was no there was no shot. Okay, all right, all right. Cross I, cross being out, opting out made it difficult. Would have made it difficult anyway. But then having ten people, like the whole freaking defense, half not be half there. five five starters on the defense were out. And, yes, that's, and I have already bitched about this and harped on it way too much. But I'm gonna I gotta throw it out again. That makes a huge difference. No shit. And I, and I'm I'm still like. And that is the biggest issue I have right now with our fan base and how pissed off they are. It like let it go. Half the team couldn't play. Half the defense couldn't play. And if one side of the ball is not doing well, the other side is also going to struggle. That has been evident throughout sports, throughout history. So sorry. I'll back in the Roman Coliseum, to- even when the defense struggled, the offense also struggled. I just I. It, 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 our fans really just have angered me the last week or so. Sorry, I I will digress. It's, it's still it's still like the turnaround this year should not be diminished just based on a bowl game. We have put off a bit of a Jets slash Eagles vibe with the way we've reacted to the bowl game. I, I will agree with you there. I, I think that, you know, our our fans also forget how poor we played in 2020 and how the turnaround this year 
and taking out everything that happened in terms of bad calls and whatnot throughout the season and just our improvement in general to where we ended up this year. And yes, and it's just it's like all of a sudden we lose our bowl game and everyone has given up hope again. And then also turn around and we had a, a really good recruiting class. And it was I think our bowl game also was proof that Leach still just doesn't have the depth he needs yet. After just in Agreed. two years and, and still even with the depth and having a season that the, ended up having the season he had what did we end up i guess we would have been seven and seven and six is that math right you math majors or math minors whatever y'all got Wait. 12 games in a bowl game <laughs> seven wins and yeah okay so I just anyway, it, it also angers me when people out there now have also turned since we lost our bowl game. Fans are like, well, "We just need to go to a sixteen-team playoff and be done with it, like every other sport." Eliminate bowl games. It's like, yeah, that's not comparable because there's a hundred and fifty Division One schools that could potentially play in that sixteen-team playoff. That's not equitable in any fashion. Here's the true issue. And I thought about this a lot while I was at the ball game. So I had to sit through that shit show that some people call a football game. Well, I would have been there with you if it weren't for external factors. Here's the thing. The problem is the Liberty Bowl Stadium. Go on. In 2021, Mississippi State got absolutely shafted in that fucking stadium playing the University of Memphis and then coming back and playing the bowl game. So I think the problem is with that stadium. So I believe, and people can go support my Twitter post about this, that Mississippi State should forego any more games in the Liberty Bowl Stadium in Memphis, Tennessee. See, I, Whether I, it's a bowl game, a game against Memphis, just refuse to play there. I personally would love it if Mississippi State was invited to play in the Liberty Bowl next year and we declined the invite as and a see, this, see, see, I, and I, this see. is why I would look I I need to make a quick point here. This perfectly illustrates a lot of SEC teams' motivation to play in bowl games. Because all these teams that came in and beat SEC teams, they were so fucking stoked to be in a bowl game. And Mississippi State, we have, like, the longest active bowl streak of going to bowls in college football. We don't fucking care about the Liberty Bowl anymore. Like, we've been to so many low-tier seven and six bowls every year. Like, no one blames players for loft. No one's disappointed in our fan base when players opt out anymore. They're like, he made a good decision for him. I mean, we wish he would have played. Like, other schools would be very upset. Like, like we had the already motivation decided. is the motivation is joking or not. The motivation is not there yeah, because we're seriously. legitimately saying like, fuck, why would we even play at another Liberty Bowl? We, okay. my mom and I decided that if we went to the Gator Bowl in Jacksonville, we weren't going to go. We've been so many times. We're Way like, too many times. bump that shit. We're not going to go to Jacksonville again. There's nothing there for us to do anymore. So like, it's a very good point you have there, Wills. I, 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 I 
I agree with with the point with that point too. I also I, I see where Dallas is coming from, but I think we also need to remember that one time when we played in the Liberty Bowl, we also then went and became number one the next year. So let's not completely knock these lower bowls all the way out the door just yet. I'm not knocking the lower bowls. I am knocking the Liberty Bowl Stadium and the Liberty Bowl game. Again, it was the Liberty Bowl Memphis. we played in that year before, in 2013. All right, so well, if we're number if we uh, if we get to number one next year, I'll give you a hundred dollars. I'll so I'll take that. I'm not giving you anything if we don't. So just just be aware of that. But I'll take so, that. So Dallas, but, if if someone said give me liberty or give me death, you would pick death. If it was the Liberty Bowl, it was a it was a fun ride. I had a great time. Y'all were a good group of friends. Uh, Hell State and fuck Memphis. All right, so now we're going to get into national championship picks. Uh, Turner, you're closest to this. You can you can have the floor on the rematch. I think Georgia wins. Is that I a just, superstitious Georgia wins or a real? No, I mean Georgia I really wins? I really do think. I mean there this reminds me too much of the 2011 LSU Alabama series in reverse. The team that loses the first game has too much motivation, gets to see every mistake they made on film, gets three weeks to correct it. Like, it's just, it's too similar to me. Everything went perfectly for Alabama the first time. And they're down Mechie, and they have to throw the ball to beat Georgia. I wasn't I was kind of hoping to see a, one of the younger receivers step up in the Cincinnati game, and I didn't really see – Ja'Cory Brooks looked pretty good, but he still didn't, like, step up in the way that I was hoping to see, like, be, like, an elite number two receiver. Mechie is so key on those Bryce Young off-script plays that they just killed Georgia with because he is that experienced receiver that understands how to work the field and get open for Bryce. If you look at a lot of Bryce's scrambles, Jamison goes deep, and if Jamison isn't open deep, then he comes to Mechie. And you don't, like I watched a couple of plays in Cincinnati, like when he's scrambling, like the younger receivers just kind of sit there and like, like, hey, like throw it to me, but they're covered. They're not working themselves open. I think you lose that. Georgia has every like bit of motivation in the world. They got to see everything they did wrong and get three weeks to correct it. I just, everything to me went so perfectly for Alabama in the first game. I just don't think lightning strikes twice. Which to me means, I think it'll be close. I think Bama's defense is actually probably playing a little better than they were playing. But for me, I think that means that I I just think Georgia wins a close one, I guess. is probably what I think how it works out yeah lightning normally doesn't strike twice in the same spot and uh turner i'm sorry i know i've been your your alabama picker for the year but i just i I don't see how alabama's gonna pull it off twice um you know if if georgia michigan had been a close game and you know came down to the wire and you know they had to 
really fight for a win, I'd say, okay, well, you know, Alabama kind of, you know, did the bare minimum, but Georgia had to fight, so maybe there's a little bit of a difference there, but I don't think there's going to be. Um, I think it still will be a close game, but I think Georgia's going to get the upper hand. I think I almost think that Alabama had to play most of the cards in the book in order to beat Georgia the first time, in order to get the position they're in. Um, and so not 100% sure that they're going to have uh, a new hand to play next Monday, so next Tuesday, whenever it is. Uh, so for that reason, I do believe that your Georgia Bulldogs will be your national champions. Do it. I see it. I see it. Someone has to do it. Roll Tide. I'll pick, I'll pick Alabama. This is why we've had rematches between these two teams before. And it was the same scenario. Well, it was even more so of a scenario of Georgia had that game won. And they just couldn't, they just couldn't pull it together. And they got the national national championship. Georgia had that game one too, and they just couldn't put it together. This year we come into the SEC championship. Georgia's got such a better team. Is this this is just Kirby's year? They lose by several. At what point do we just say Saban's going to beat Kirby? Kirby has to win this national championship, or that's the narrative. I mean, he has to win this national championship or he's the guy that can't beat Saban because the consensus is he should have three previous times now. So I, it, it, it's hard for me to have a sample size of three times Georgia should have beat Alabama and they come away with zero and then go say, oh, but, you know, what's that meme of – uh, you know, people think it'll work for him, but it never does. But you know what? It might work for us. Like, at what point do we apply that to Saban versus Kirby? Or, or most of his assistants. Everybody but uh, Jimbo now, I guess. Schools keep hiring his assistants thinking they'll win. It never works out. But you know what? It might work out for Georgia the fourth time. His assistance win, just not against him. To to be fair, I, I mean, and a lot of schools are happy going, you know, like nine and three. This Georgia yeah. ain't. <laughs> Clearly, they did fire Rick that one time. Florida, Florida ain't. <laughs> <laughs> even 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 though they're not good anymore and haven't been for a while, Florida still ain't happy. A and M's happy with that, and A and M's very very happy with that. They're like a, however many tens of millions of dollars happy with that. I mean, what is it? Seven and a half. Yeah, I think it was seventy-five million, seven and a half every ten years. Every ten, yeah, seventy-seven and a half each year, something like that. A ridiculous number, still. I know Saban makes more, but 
It's an insane number for a coach that wasn't doing Saban's very well. Saban's going to national championships. Yeah. My, yeah. A&M's canceling Jimbo has, Bowls. Jimbo has won. But when I, I too have to side with Wills on this stuff. For a lot of the same reasons. I'm sorry we've put our faith in Georgia. I, I said the same thing two weeks ago or three weeks ago, however long it's been now. We have put our faith in Georgia way too much for me to put my eggs in the basket to think that they are going to beat Alabama. I'm now in the, the full-on, I will believe it when I see it. It's like snow in the south. I'll believe it when I see it. That has happened this week. But then it I'll believe it when I see it. I'll believe it when I – but did it – was it a significant snow that stuck? Yeah. Okay. In not, some parts. Well, not, then, not for me, but yeah. Maybe <laughs> – then maybe I will stand corrected, but I, I think that uh, I, I can't – I cannot find – I cannot bring myself to pick Georgia again. Also, and we've, we've went now, over this in the uh, previous episode, but you start looking back at your teams that win national championships and who's playing quarterback. And they're all NFL caliber guys, except for a couple years, some of which were saving guys. Just saying, if we have to, if we have to pick a quarterback, that's going to be the star quarterback that wins the national championship. It's going to be Bryce Young. And, and, and don't get me wrong. I think Georgia does have a chance to win, but I just, they're not, I just don't think they can do it. Oh, they should win. Oh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, anyway. Yeah. Who, who would have thought we're the delusional Alabama fans, Shane? I know, right? It's just, <laughs> <laughs> who would have thought? <laughs> I mean, if I do agree with Wills on the standpoint that if, if Bama starts their third and fourth corners, even if they start their second and third corners, they start they're without their best corner. They start – they don't have – you can argue Metchie or Williams, but one of their two best receivers. And they're potentially down an offensive lineman who was hurt in the uh, playoff game against Cincinnati. And you look at that and say, okay, they're like multiple injuries at key positions and they're supposed to be the better team. think the cornerbacks can be mitigated by quarterback play from Georgia. And to be fair, most of those passes that were successful in the last matchup were to a tight end. I, I'm just saying, if I'm looking at Georgia's passing attack and how it was defended, I think if you shut the tight end down, he's going to have a rough time. In case anyone is wondering, right now, uh, Georgia's a three-point favorite with an over-under of 52-and-a-half. And the ESPN predictor uh, has 58.2% win chance for the University of Georgia. So, God, pretty close in terms the of the motivational play. material in a Nick Saban locker room with that shit. I think, uh, does Nick Saban refer to that as rat poison? I do believe that is correct. 
I think that he likes the, the tasty kind. I think, I think that this is the, the yummy. The yummy this version. The yummy, the yummy, the yummy rat poison. This is, this I, is think the, I think the line would be like something like you beat them by two touchdowns and they still don't think you're better than them. This is the flamel. <laughs> this is, I almost said flamel mignon. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is that? <laughs> Sounds like something you'd feed your dog. Hey, uh, this maybe this is dog food instead of rat poisoning. If if we're we're going that route, but I think this is the coup de gras of motivational material for one Nicholas Saban to. I, I just I don't know. Is his real name I'll, Nicholas? He's actually a saint in the Catholic Church. Really? Yes. He I gets strong. He gets stronger this time of year. That's why he has so many national championships. I thought it was he just sold his soul to the devil, but okay, we'll take that in the opposite have, way. We have a new we have a new take on what the on what the what the real reason is. There we go. You learn something new every day. Absolutely. But no, but no, I I would not bet money on Georgia. They they may they should win it, but I would not bet money on them. Just. It would be, it'd be, if I was a betting man, this game would be a hard pass. Far, far. All right, I think that's uh That wraps most things up. We can we can touch on Antonio Brown real quick on the way out the door. I see what you did there. Last yeah. segment out the but door, it's... Antonio Brown. How long have you been wanting to to say that? Or was that just spur of the moment? That was spur of the moment. Oh, good it work. Was a, yeah, it just it just it just hit me like it hit Odell Beckham Jr. when they saw that poor defenseless <laughs> cornerback <laughs> bent over there, <laughs> and he was just like, "Wait a minute! <laughs> what a wild week in the NFL!" But, uh, down by contact. Wait, have Have y'all seen the the Key and Peel skit? Of like it's like slappy and he's a baseball player and he's like addicted to slapping people's asses. And like he like he has a problem with it and like so he comes back in the locker room and like what no kind one of will kinky tur- shit are you into? No no one will turn or it's just it's on freaking Comedy Central, man. Comedy. Scott, uh, you you uh, should this, know what Key and Pill is. Very large like in pop culture. Sounds like a different kind of website. Yeah, well, well. Anyway, like, none of the players will like turn around from him, and like he's trying. It's like I'm good, man. I'm good, man. And then like one player with this giant freaking thick booty comes through, and like he just like starts sweating. <laughs> that was Odell Beckham Jr. <laughs> at the goal line <laughs> in yesterday's game. The man can't seem to get away from butt stuff, dude. I, I wasn't gonna take it there, but. Since since we're here, I mean, he has a thing for that area, allegedly. 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 <laughs> allegedly. But back to the real, the, what we were originally talking about, uh, Antonio Brown, he, uh, he made a grand exit. Grand indeed. I mean, I don't think anyone will argue with that. Um. Obviously, the the reason why still seems to be a little bit of a mystery, conflicting stories. But 
Uh, yeah, just unbelievable. I think my most interesting part of it is like the Snapchat story picture of him outside the stadium, like while the game's going on, waiting on the super. Like he didn't just like, I'm mad. I'm going to cause a big scene and go sit in the locker room and like wait on the team. Like full sin, mad, take my uniform off. I went to the locker room and got dressed, got my well, luggage, and am waiting outside the stadium while the game is going on for my Uber to take me home. I can't even wait on the team bus. I mean, if he had waited on the team bus, they probably wouldn't have taken him. But either way. I think it was a smart move to get out of there before the rest of the team came in. That just would have been a very I mean, interesting. Arians today did say he didn't have any regrets with Antonio Brown. Like he was happy with the decision that he made to bring him to the team. It seemed like it just clearly did not work out. But Arians is like, I don't have regrets for like bringing him on board. Oh man, he played very well when he was right. on the field. Yeah. Also, interestingly, uh, they didn't cut him today. I know that they technically said like he's no longer part of the team. But uh, they technically didn't cut him. Hmm. Interesting. Because he, is, he still has a trade value, I would think, based on his performance on the field. So what what we're seeing here mm. is a reverse. It's a reverse OBJ, which isn't what happened on the field against the Ravens. <laughs> this is this is a this is a <laughs> this is a different reverse OBJ. This <laughs> from now on, when this, someone is huge punched, it will be referred to as a reverse OBJ. Thank yeah, you all. we need to add that to Urban Dictionary real quick. Um, Man so, Webster's <laughs> definition of 2022. Yeah, reverse OBJ. If we can get eight, we're, in we're the three. We're th- three days. Three days in, and we're already putting. We're we're already sending the phrases into Merriam-Webster. If All we can right. get ain't in the dictionary, we can definitely get reverse OBJ in the dictionary. This is correct. So, like OBJ, rage quit in dramatic fashion. A team where he was struggling and went to a better situation. AB. Rage quit a team where he was in the best possible situation, and his ass is fixing to be on a team that's struggling. <laughs> Maybe they can trade him to the Giants, and he'll be the key piece that turns the Giants' offense around. Hey, I would not mind him showing up in a New York Jets uniform. I just, I'll be completely honest about it. Who's going to throw him the ball? Wilson. Has, is he, though? Yes, ever ever since he got hurt and watched every other quarterback on the roster light it up, he's played like a different dude. Point of clarification. Yeah, point of clarification. I said I said the Giants, not the Jets. No, I no, but I said I wouldn't mind seeing him in a Jets. Oh, uniform. okay. Gotcha. Also, you gotcha. not only that. no, not no, only. there's there's nobody on the Giants to throw him the ball. I got you. I didn't I didn't catch your reference the first time. I understand. Also, it wasn't just the entire Jets roster that threw. He had to watch throw the ball. He also watched several other quarterbacks come in as well. So just put that out there. Yeah. 
But yeah, how nice were OBJ? Uh, I'm sorry. How nice were AB's shoes while he was waiting on his Uber? I could like walk some in fancy them. boots. Dude, they put some damn glare on the camera. Like he didn't just like get out and like he got his like we just won the Super Bowl press conference attire, Cam Newton level attire, and went to get his Uber. Well, he knew he was going to be photographed when doing it, so he wanted to put his best foot forward. Hey. Which begs the... <laughs> foot forward, nice. Ten points Gryffindor, very good. I think that, you know, initially before, like, the reports came out about what actually or what allegedly went down, like, you know, I think there's, we we all had the thoughts of, well, he just had a mental breakdown. Clearly there, it, like, I don't, I'm just, I'm not on board with that theory anymore. I, I think he just, he was, he had him a Antonio Brown moment of, I'm just, I'm going to be, I'm I'm going to do, be very dramatic. And it has nothing to do with anything but me just being dramatic. I, mean, I think it's probably, you know, anger issues, maybe, because it, se- it seems like something happened. Like, he, like, blacked out of his mind, went to the locker room, and then, like, okay, I'm making good decisions. I'm going to put on my Sunday best and go get my Uber now. I'm over it. Like it. Well, apparently he asked a state trooper to take him to the airport. Of course, the state trooper refused. Or he didn't refuse. He just said he would could not, he could not do that. So he was already planning to go to the airport while he was how still was, on the field. How was he going to get home? Was he just going to buy a flight? Yeah, I mean, yeah, like buy a ticket. It's not like he wasn't. It's not like he doesn't. He wasn't making decent money in Tampa Bay. So <laughs> no, but I'm saying like, was was he going to ride with the folks back in coach? Back home to Tampa Bay. Oh yeah, yes, for how, sure. How wild would that be? Is I mean, that you're on your you're you're on your flight. Imagine that you're waiting on your flight. You are watching the game at the airport, the airport bar. You see the tantrum. You're still waiting on your flight. You sit down on your flight, and in freaking B two is Antonio freaking Brown. <laughs> Surprised that photo hasn't gone viral yet. Like, Somehow I feel, he's got a private jet. Maybe yeah, I feel jets. like I, yeah, so I feel like you have to net jets out of that <laughs> situation. Like just as a public figure, like you have to net jets at that point. Oh, fun fact that just really illustrates the different reactions you can have to the Antonio Brown thing is Brooks and Bryson's tweets regarding the Antonio Brown and Bryson DeChambeau is I really hope that Antonio Brown gets the help he needs, hate to see it. And Brooks Kepka tweets, AB's going to fight a Paul brother by the end of the year. (laughs) (laughs) And both of them may end up being correct. That's the craziest part. (laughs) Nobody wrong. I do hope he gets the help he needs. But before he gets the help he needs, he may also fight a Paul brother. <laughs> Maybe the help he needs is fighting a Paul brother. Maybe so. 
Like, I feel like if there's any motivation to, like, all right, what are we doing with our life? If you're, like, a formerly famous person, if you're in a boxing ring and you look up and you see a Paul brother, like, it's too late. Like, <laughs> you're, like it's, you've, already made, you've already made the bad decisions. It's too late. <laughs> what a week in sports. What about the, the Antonio Brown video of him, like, farting on his doctor? Like, I know y'all have seen this. There's no way you cannot have seen this on Twitter. I have Twitter. not com. seen this. I haven't uh, seen obviously this Obviously, Dallas has. Like, the, the, do, the, do, the doctor, like, he's just sitting there in his shorts with his shirt off, and his doctor's like, I don't, I'm going to try hard not to. Yeah, I don't want to describe what is happening to AB's chest with this doctor because it looks like he's, like, rubbing some sort of, like, it's some sort of machine. Vi- vibrating object, let's say, on like his chest or like it's not a thesoscope. The 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 thesoscope. Whatever the hell it's called, a heartbeat hearing device, headphones for your heart. What it, it wasn't that. It like, I it, I don't it it looked like an electric shaver except it wasn't, clearly. So I don't know what it is. I don't know what he was testing for. I thought it was like a, what's that? Uh, an ultrasound. I thought it was like a little ultrasound it, machine. It did, but I didn't see any jelly on his chest. I don't so that, I don't know. That. But I agree it looked like an ultrasound, but I thought you had to have like, be lubed up for that. I don't know, but, but yeah. But anyway, he's he's just sitting there. The doctor's doing his job, and he's just letting him go, <laughs> like no filter. He's just the doc. Like, imagine going into a doctor's exam, getting half naked, and your doctor's doing stuff, and you just start farting. I mean, like, like there's nobody else in the room. Like, why would you well, do that? On. Another question I have. Is why is somebody recording that? Yeah, Turner like, must it's, have seen it. It's it's like okay, was and is Antonio Brown gonna be on a season of Impractical Jokers? And they're like, hey, Ab, hey, Ab, fart on your doctor. <laughs> you saw that meme on Twitter, didn't you? <laughs> no, I didn't. You did. Oh, came, there are- I did. I didn't. That came organically. <laughs> There are memes out there with like the guys in the back. They're like, "Ab, throw your shit and quit," and then it's no. Him, I th- oh, like, oh no, I, I've no, I've seen those. Yes, okay. I've seen those. Okay. No, I didn't. I did. I had not seen any about him farting on his doctor though. But but fair. Now that I've seen the video, by the way, Wills is absolutely one hundred percent correct. It's like totally weird. They're just doing an ultrasound on his shoulder and. He just let them fly. Like, there's no big deal. Like, he's not in public with another human being that he doesn't know well enough to do that in front of. Do you think like, it was staged? No. It, it, no. it really doesn't feel staged. It could be. But AB's a very good actor. He could audition as the new fourth well, member of Impractical Jokers if... Uh, well, the thing that concerns me, and like not to, now that we've, I probably shouldn't be serious now that we're clearly committed to making fun of 
this whole situation. But the one thing that does lend itself watching the fart on the doctor video that I hope OBJ hasn't seen. has <laughs> 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 got has got to be <laughs> that like he farts and he has just like really blank expression and then like he kind of half laughs like he didn't realize that he like shit his pants next to his doctor. It, I don't know. It just it seems like he's not aware of what he's doing all the time. To to be like, fair, he said he does say like sorry doc afterwards. So I mean that makes it all okay. And all I can envision now that we've mentioned the video and other formerly elite NFL receivers is that meme of the guy coming out behind the tree with his hands like this. And that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's OBJ looking across the sidelines at uh, Antonio Brown the next time they warm up before an NFL game. <laughs> You're going to have to pull that. It, it, it. Where wherever wherever Hobie, uh, AB lands, whenever they play the Rams, OBJ is going to be like, yo, coach, let me play safety for a play. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. God. Ah. <sighs> All right, well, that's a good place to end it up here, I think. We uh, got some national championship picks. We uh, a new term for uh, the dictionary for Merriam-Webster. Um, that's the pod. Thank you for listening. This has been Midweek Starters, and go... Go Colts. Go Colts. Turner, go... Go who? He wants you to say Bama. Go Bama? Obviously. Uh, roll yeah. time. I'll say roll time. There you go. There, there, there you go. go. Yeah, but go Bama feels weird. That's okay. True. Yeah, that's that, what that, I was that, like. I didn't, that did say, that did sound odd, to, didn't it? I thought yeah, you were trying yeah. to bait me into saying go for the team that I picked, and I still will not say that. So, roll yeah, time. Yeah, well, I, was, I was wondering what you would do. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, Dallas, would you like to add to the... To the... No, I'm fine. Thank you. Go sports. There, there go you go, sports Dallas. Okay. Yeah, all right. Thank you, Rob Lee. All right.